0: Episode of Let's Think On It comes from an excerpt from O Brother Radio with Will Lockamy, Reed Lockamy, and Dr. Mark Westfall. We're hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall tonight talking about the not the brain and addiction. We talked so much about that. Now bipolar disorder. Very interesting to me, that's something I didn't know a ton about, and already in the first two segments, I, I really feel like I have a a decent understanding of at least kind of what we're talking about here and before we left uh we were mentioning how this affects family members sometimes as much or more than the person dealing with it especially while the symptoms are you know really taking place so we wanted to bring somebody in now uh john who works here at Berea Mountain radio people may recognize his voice from the afternoon shift uh, as soon as he heard we we're gonna be doing this he mentioned hey my mom he was bipolar and, and actually you know, some studies were done I guess or some some uh,
1: she was she was one of her uh, her psych I think the psychiatrist who has done the most was the most helpful for her and helped her really figure out what was going on asked if he could use her in a study you know to collect data and all that so she started keeping logs and and he would she would have to go in I think she was going in more often to the psychiatrist and having discussions with him as opposed to seeing just a therapist of some sort and uh, it turns out she's what they I believe they termed a rapid cycler mm-hmm. and hers would vary but it, apparently some people don't experience them that often and i think her record the estimated record was one year she had 150 cycles
2: wow and, yeah. and then
1: and so and that was with medication and that was them trying to find the right
2: medications for her so so just for uh reference the definition of rapid cycling is four more episodes a year oh wow oh, okay yeah, yeah. that's a lot yeah. Super yeah. duper yeah. Rapid she's really yeah. good at it
0: i bet she was wearing those little cycling shorts and everything pretty much yeah. it was
1: um and the weird thing was though that growing up uh the whole family uh, we essentially knew my mom had moods yeah but she didn't necessarily take it out on us and she was very stoic with a lot of it so you we wouldn't notice it how did you know she had moods um, you know the funny thing. The first thing, as a small child, this is really this is really bizarre. Um, being probably five years old, and at ten o'clock at night, we were cleaning out the garage. Me and my brother and my mom. My dad was out of town, and I think my dad, my dad knew how to deal with it a little bit better, um, and kind of bring her back down a little. But, you know, it was random things like that. Like, we're going to clean the garage right now. And it being 10 o'clock and, you know, you're five years old, you're tired. And we'll take this out to the curb, you know, and and things like that. Uh, And the other thing, dogs.
0: What about dogs?
1: Dogs. We've always had dogs. Dogs since it, from what we saw. The dogs, dogs, when she was getting – what we noticed after the fact was we had one dog uh, that when she would start to become manic – or when she would be more depressed, the dog was next to her the whole time. Which was very yeah. weird. No. <laughs> but when he took off, when he left her alone, usually when she was, was manic. Yeah. yeah. The, and yeah. towards the People end. People get more
2: it. agitated. And, and dogs are, you know, very sensitive mm-hmm. to human behavior. They, they respond, you know, to your every kind of movement. So when she's depressed and, and not moving as much, typically, it, you know, yep. it sounds like your dog was by her side. When she was getting manic, she was moving around more a little agitated not necessarily towards the dog just yeah. in general and the dog's like oh here interesting it comes.
1: yeah and, that, huh. and, and i think i one thing that we all realize after the fact too is always having a dog in the house i think was a very good thing um
2: a good calming thing for her um but but you said she seemed to try to um uh kind of keep you shielded from it i think so from your, I, think, from I, think your I think so looking she, back now experience she you know the, she's having that many episodes and you didn't know more about it than she was try, at least trying not to. Yeah, I mean, it well, was it was definitely something you
1: where you would. She might be in a bad mood; she wouldn't be super talkative, but she didn't. Um, never been, never been. My mom never hit my brother or I. Nothing like that. Um, you just realized it, it. You know, we. It was one of those things I didn't even think about. Mom's not in a great mood, so leave did, her alone.
2: Did she ever require hospitalization because of her? Uh, came close a couple depressed. of times,
1: yeah. I think. Yeah. Um, but. I think that she always, she, my mom is one of those people that I've come to realize, especially after the fact, um, very strong willed and you just, I guess, suffered in silence is a good way to Mm -hmm. describe it. And, um, I think having children and, um, and, and for a while my dad was traveling a lot. He was an over the road uh, truck driver, so he wasn't there. I think that she would just, and it sounds crazy. She would just deal with it. Like there was no other option. Mm -hmm. Yeah,
2: well, it sounds too like her, you know, we talked about the saloon door, how wide open it is. It sounds like hers never got to the 180 degree open. Right. But it sounds like she had a lot of the swinging Mm -hmm. from, you know, 45 degrees open to 45 degrees the other direction. A lot of that back and forth constantly. Yes, uh, which is you describe 150 times a year. So that's you know that's that's a lot of swings.
1: I would say you know it's you know when you say the when you were describing the wide open aspect of it earlier, and I think Will said shopping sprees and things like that. My mom never did anything like that. Was never irresponsible with money. Which after as I got older and then moved out of the house and realized just what my mom was dealing with and, and started reading up on it. Like I read these books by people who had suffered and who had gone to extreme lengths to try to deal with it. Electroshock therapy, mm-hmm. um, you know, uh, things like that. A lot of people, the one thing that surprised me would spend outrageous amounts of money, like sign up for a credit card right. and max right. it out. Right. Um, but her, her, when she had the extreme ones, we one of the ones that we all, the whole family laughs about to this day was uh, popcorn ceilings everybody has popcorn ceilings and they oh, hate them. Oh
0: gosh. I can't and they hate them. them. I so I like popcorn ceilings. I'm just going to say, well, that. here's Don't why let, maybe you've never had any kind of damage where you have to get you know, no, that's, it, good that's, that's good a good point. That's the whole yeah. thing. Like popcorn, ceilings, I wouldn't care one way or the other, except when you, there's when you a problem, then you have to redo em. the whole entire, yeah. anyway. or what you have
1: is you on a, on a, uh, I think I was probably 14 or 15 and I think I was gone for the weekend. I think I was staying, I'd gone with friends somewhere. Um, and apparently leave the house. My, my brother was much older than me. Gone. My dad was over the road. Uh, um, and leave and come back Monday morning, and there isn't a stitch of it on the ceiling. Oh boy. of the house. Wow. And but the problem was she would do that, stay up, um, and you know, ladders, and I mean, you're talking about like my parents' bedroom is an arched ceiling, so it's sixteen feet yeah. at one point. So gone. But then she would come back down and leave, leave it there. Leave yeah. the remnants on the floor. Yeah. Um, and then the next big one that we remember is deciding we needed to redo the kitchen. So taking down all of the um, cabinet doors and all of that stuff and stripping everything, stripping it with, you know, uh, to because so, she wanted to paint it and then stopping. And then, yeah. oh, and that's yeah. what
0: Dr. Westphal you know said earlier, not finishing right, jobs. You
2: start out, they, they have a lot of impulsiveness and initiate a lot of activities, but they don't have the ability to stay with it because their brain is going from one thing to the next. Uh, in the manic spell, they may not even finish it. But certainly once they get depressed, now they've lost their energy, there's no motivation, it's like, what's the use, I'm worn out. And so what you have happen, um, when your brain gets into that uh, saloon door towards the street mania, okay, your brain has a natural uh, biologic drive to get it back to that homeostatic closed position. So it starts pushing, okay, the door closed. Well, the problem is is that the, the regulatory center has trouble regulating mood, and when the brain tries to push it back closed, it typically, after a manic spell, people drop into a severe depressed spell because it pushes in the opposite direction as bad as it was in the open direction.
0: So it's an overcorrection. So it's an overcorrection yeah.
2: because the, the, s- the stabilizer part of the brain doesn't function well. And so they react to things more profoundly. So you know, if they had an, an event happen, they may, their mood may react more. But also when their, brain, their own brain tries to get it back to that homeostatic closed position, it overcompensates. And so you get this, and that's what was going on with her, this rapid cycling back and forth and back and forth. And that really is important from a treatment standpoint because there are some medicines that are better at rapid cycling and getting it to stay closed as opposed to someone who just has one or two manic spells in a lifetime or a year different approach um so there's a it really the, the type of mood swings the patient has can dr- can uh, vary dramatically and it definitely uh requires a different approach pharmacologically to treat it and some of these approaches we haven't really understood until the last decade or so which is why when your mom was going through the study they were probably very interested in what happens with rapid cycling bipolar how do we help this because it's very different than somebody who has one or two episodes a year or a lifetime
1: you know, the, the, it's funny that you say that because the as a child, I remember she's, my mom is always, for as long as I can remember, has been on and off of medication. More often than not, it's it was, I think, directed by uh, the person that was treating her. Like, let's try this. Let's see what this does. Um, the one that seemed that I, the first time I remember it, putting her in a very good mood was Prozac and it was but the but the crash from it was the the the, per, the part of her life that we all noticed the most and she was mo- the most unhappy with that it was i mean it would boy it would it would tamp down but then the crash was unbelievable
0: the crash like on a daily basis or like after afterwards
1: of, after i think I, because at that point i don't think that no. anybody
2: knew it was i don't think they knew she the door like you said was swinging, swinging as quick well no. prozac just real quickly is an antidepressant and, and so for people whose door swings an antidepressant is coming from inside the saloon pushing out, and frequently people who've never even had a manic spell but are prone to have one can have their first manic spell on an antidepressant. So mm. antidepressants can push the mood it was you up, know. and so then the, the brain tries to push it back down, so you're getting this swing ah. back and forth. So she, uh, she is the last person that needs Prozac by itself. She
0: needed a mood stabilizer, and we can get into more details down the road, but, but that's uh, yeah, that's I think, interesting. That was probably when
1: I was a little kid.
0: Yeah. Uh, hanging out with Dr. Mark Westfall, psychiatrist. He's here with us once a month. We're talking about bipolar disorder, and also uh, John D. from the afternoon segments here on Birmingham Mountain Radio, discussing the fact that he grew up with a, a mom who had bipolar disorder. So there's more to talk about. I do want to figure out where we are now as far as what the best treatments are, the best way for family members to deal with this, and of course, if you think you have this yourself. uh the best way to go about taking care of that. To listen to Dr. Mark Westfall live, check out O Brother Radio on Birmingham Mountain Radio, 107.3 FM in Birmingham, 97.5 in Tuscaloosa, at bhammountainradio.com or on the free BMR app. Join in with your questions and comments on Twitter at Lockamy Brothers.